in short, I got a super creative dude here, Jonathan Conn, right? Jonathan uh, lives here in Israel with me, Austin American. We'll talk maybe a little bit about your background. Um, so we were talking before we got on, like, how did we meet? All right, great. We already got a comment on LinkedIn. We're set. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but no, but yell it. I know she was looking for it. Uh, I wonder if other people see it. Uh, let me know. Let me just share this. Yeah, we're okay. We got 15 people live on LinkedIn. Okay, great. Excellent. Okay, popped up. We are good. So we're learning together. I wish this feature gets out of beta sometime soon on LinkedIn. All right, let's start. Uh, oh, I'll send. Okay, so due to the Corona, they're delaying the beta. <laughs> they're delaying right, the beta. Due to everything's corona, an excuse because of Corona. Right, right. Yeah. By the way, someone actually said yesterday from our team was Yitzchak. He's one of our SEO guys. He goes, um, he was like, yo, finally some good news in 2020 with the peace deal with UAE. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're always, we're always looking for the shitty things. We only highlight the bad stuff, which is generally human nature. But, you know, there's finally some some uh, some good news there. No, there's a lot uh, yeah, of good stuff. Like notification, and given that it was so fun last time, I'm back. Good to have you back, Yael. Let's have some fun. All right. So let's uh, start over third times a charm. So to get into it even better. Okay. All right. So Jonathan, you and I knew each other when we were like, what were like a dozen active Snapchat users like six years ago in Israel? I think there was, yeah, I think it was like around 20 people, maybe even a little less. And and they were actually really good marketers. Like there was Miriam yes. Schwab, do you remember? Like Miriam there were like Schwab a lot of really awesome. good people there. And, uh, and yeah, it was really, it was really small group and we all got on there and we were all excited. Um, right. I actually, that's also how I met Roy Pervarchik actually the first time. Um, I, yeah, I never met, I don't think I ever met. You him. never met Roy? No, I saw him in, I think I might've seen him. I went up and I said, oh, I, and I was like, oh yeah, I know you. I know you. And that was it. I think it was at an event. Um, okay. so something like that, but, uh, like, uh, yeah, but that was great. Uh, Miriam was great. Uh, Hillel was great, obviously, but actually Jonathan Karras was my favorite. Yeah. This one guy really sucked. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Jonathan Khan. He was really annoying. I think it's the whole yeah, reason why Snap, all about the Snapchat community in Israel fell through. You know, I also heard about like his main uh, audience was like uh, African-American women in the U.S. And, and Orthodox women, which I was very surprising, actually. Orthodox women, you wouldn't think they would be on Snapchat, but that was his main target audience on Snapchat. Jonathan Khan? Yeah, Jonathan Khan. You? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Part of me doesn't surprise it. I don't know. No, you wouldn't have been. nothing surprised me. What I've learned is that yeah, it was full of surprises that and untruths. It. It's not. It's not like that. You know, like the the idea on Snapchat was like if people found you, people found you, right? Like there was no real directory right. or anything. So then, like for whatever reason, that was my audience. Like I was looking at who, who was like chatting me back and who was checking out my videos and stuff, and I would just see like I got a I had around like eight thousand people that were like people from like African American women in the U.S. and and Orthodox religious women in, I guess, Israel and around the world, I guess. I don't know exactly where they're from. But I was just like, this is what I'm, this is who I'm talking to? <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. Right. Um, exactly. Oh, wait, I just want to get some shout outs to Ayelet, Yael Kaner, uh, Moshe, William, and uh, Boaz. We got a bunch of hellos, and uh, <laughs> Willem is saying shit corona. Boaz is saying, Jonathan, you rock. Um, yeah, it looks oh, yeah, like, like that. God damn. I got a fan. Anyway. Yes, I know Boaz. You know, the last three people that commented have very difficult names to read at first glance. Anyway, uh, just, just a side note. No, no, it's uh, fine. Yeah, fine. I don't know why I see things like that, by the way. You know what I mean? Why, that they're hard so to probably read? Probably bring today's... I, just, I just assume I'm reading it wrong at all times. <laughs> like, that's it. That's that's fair. Then we don't say yeah. it out loud. Yeah, that'd just be like, ah, oh, dude, like, in the great right. picture, nice to see you on here. You're like, oh, that sounds, sounds like a dream team, right? Um, okay, <laughs> so, hey, hey, okay. Right. anyone watching, if you've ever, if you're active on Snapchat or used to be active on Snapchat, 
let us know. And if you have any comments in there, I don't think we're going to find anyone. Uh, no, I don't think anyone's on there. Chat? No, I don't touch it. Like, no, I, I only go there I even, the filters. I've... Like, every once in a while, I'll go check out the filters there and see what's going on. But nothing really new or exciting going on on uh, Snapchat right now. How do you even have time um, to do that? What, to check out the filters and stuff? Yeah, wait. So time. you're saying, wait, if Instagram didn't come out with... Uh, no, so Instagram story. came out with their new things with this. Oh, wait, no. If Instagram didn't come out with the stories, I would still be on Snapchat for sure. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. The reason why I wanted to go to Instagram when Snap when, when the stories came out was because I knew those people. I had enough time seeing their images, understanding who they were, and like being able to find other people and see others. Like they all had that side of the platform already. And on Snapchat, it was really, really closed. It was really like if you had a friend, you show him your code, or you made your profile picture on every single thing, your code. Yeah, I did that. Um, like, I, I made yeah, the top of my YouTube channel. It was in my signature. I almost got like a yeah, tattoo. Yeah, exactly. yeah I, I got like customized <laughs> and like, hey, dude. <laughs> no, you, know, so you, I, think, you, you would think it was probably me when I was like nine. That's something like one of my kids yeah, yeah. want to do, you right? Super excited. Like, like, out of it. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah. like actually, that's how I found my main following. Like the, this huge amount of people. Like I started having like people. It was all cool and stuff. And then I I found out some guy was working on a directory for Snapchat. Right. And it was like an app, and he was giving out like codes to specific uh, influencers to get them on the platform first. Right. And so you could scan. You could go to like you type in comedian. You'd be on the comedian thing. They'd have the top ten comedians, and you could like scan their codes or whatever. Add them. So I went on this thing. I heard about it because some guy was talking about it. I went on and I tried to figure out what the password would be right. to, to get in there. And I don't know if you remember. You remember Casey Neistat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Casey had this channel. app. Yeah, yeah. He had an app called Beam, right? Is that what he sold to CNN? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that so when he was, and No, I think they just wanted to, they just wanted, I guess, the publicity of it. I don't really understand. They didn't really do anything with it. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, there's nothing really... It's not like you see reporters now going around putting the phone to their chest and try, like filming. Like that was the whole concept of Beam, which was that was like, you wouldn't have to be like this to film something. You just like press it to you and it start recording. So it has that point of view and it's not ruining your, your experience of what's in front of you. But anyway, so he was giving out coupon codes all the time. And I thought to myself like, wait, Casey must have a coupon code that he gives to his friends and family, not one that's like up to a hundred people a day or whatever. So I said, it must be like something like Casey or something like that. And I found it, I found out it was Casey, it was Casey. So I put Casey and it worked. I got on the platform. I was super excited. So when I did that, I was like, okay, I can figure out the code for this thing. So I just listened to enough influencers that were invited to it. And I figured out the code was something like Pinky or Pink or something like that. Uh -huh. Or Pink 2000, 2000 something. That's so funny. I got on the platform. I was one of the first people on the platform. So I made, I was like verified on the platform. I was in the top 10 of whatever field that I selected at the time. So I immediately got like 10, like thousands of people like That's joining within the first week. So that's called hacking. So I've done that yeah. with promo codes for events where it was like 20% off for an event and it was like something 20. And so then I tried like something 100. No, it wasn't free. 95, 90, there was, 80. There was, yes, 80% okay, so, off. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl. I know you don't like the, the TikTok, but, <laughs> but there was a girl on TikTok. I, I saw this like a month ago. She said like whenever you're going to buy and you want to buy a discounted, right? Go into the Facebook ads of like the company you want to buy something for a discount. And check out the ads that they're running because they're running right. ads with discount codes all around the world. That's so then you just steal the discount code you want and get the discount you want from like some other country. I it thought that was websites, by the way, the aggregate promo codes, they're, they're shit. I, I tried them. They don't they don't work. You know oh yeah, I mean? of course. I, I think I have a plug-in on my on my uh was that honey? What's it called? Honey? Yeah, honey. Yeah, I heard of it. Honey, it's all the honey time is on nice. It's okay. Like pops up and it says to me, Hey, you're getting the best price for this. I'm like, Oh, well, thanks a lot, honey. You didn't do anything right. But like, <laughs> but it works sometimes. Such a good name, right? 
That's such a great yeah. name. Yo, I want to address some comments here. Uh, Yael Kaner said she met Tova in Israel on Snapchat. Remember her? She was great. Also, Avi, who's in Judea. That's I don't true. Tova. Whatever happened to Tova? I don't she know. She great. got remarried, so we don't hear from her anymore. It's probably just me. Visam, he, he's in our SEO team. Visam says uh, he was active on Snapchat, but got confused with it like a boomer. But it's okay. Yeah. I have Facebook and Instagram. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> he's funny. No, but that was – also, by the way, I met – when I met Roy Pavarczyk, I was like, hey, here's like five tips you didn't know about your Snapchat. Like, and he was like, holy shit, how did you know all this stuff? I'm like, because I just played with the platform. Like, I was like right. finding all the hacks and everything I could do. That was the fun part of it. Right. Now that, it's that, like, was I don't have that was fun. It. it was also fun because it was okay. So what was also fun? It was new, and you got this first mover advantage of very few people. And in Israel, where everyone's so tight knit, you really got to know people and see inside their lives very closely that yeah. no one else would have the opportunity to. You know what I mean? Because you had to be on the platform. It's not like Instagram where everyone was there. Uh, what's the up and coming platform now? Yael says she's. Um, I mean, depends for what. You, you know what I'm going to say is is don't touch TikTok. Uh, yeah. But Instagram <laughs> Reels, Instagram. Wait. wait. Did you check Knocked the uh, off. What is it called? Instagram? Just like Instagram stole everything from Snapchat, you know, we, we eventually got to. Uh, wait, Did you check them it. out? Triller? The, th Triller, yeah. No, what is it? Triller is like one of the new, uh, like, alternative uh, TikToks. Good. Awesome. There you go. Instagram, And they hid it in the app, which I think was good how they kind of hid it to make it a little different. So you can take a look. I mean, if this is what you're looking for, but it seems like Instagram is really the way to go, even though it's not my favorite platform, but it's the way to go. Uh, I yell at, uh, she does our cybersecurity influencer platform. Says her mom got on Snapchat, just get a giggle for filters. Yeah, my daughter loved the filters, by the way. She's like, Abba, can we swap faces? Can we stop faces? Yeah, I'll still wear her American uh, swag. Uh, Daniel uh, Friedrich says, interested to work with you. Check my... No. Daniel, send me a message if you want to work together. Uh, okay, Yael says you haven't heard it from Tova because she's pregnant and is on bed rest. Okay. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> but I hope you know someone knows what happened to her. She's going to come after you, Yael. <laughs> I should have read How that to long? myself first. <laughs> what? I don't How know. Long? <laughs> right, I haven't seen her in like two years, right? I haven't seen her in uh, years. Exactly. She's been pregnant for years in bed rest. I'm not on Instagram. She's probably on Instagram. All she right. was very good. She was very good. Yeah, she was uh, great. I all right. Uh, Isaac says, why do you think Snapchat didn't work in Israel? He's also on our SEO team. Uh, didn't work in Israel as it did in other countries. That's an interesting question. I think it just takes a little bit longer for Israelis to like to adapt to the to the platform. They Probably. wait to well, see that everyone else kind of gets how into many it. Israeli, how many Israelis were on Snapchat? You said there was Roy. Like Israelis, not Anglos. Not Anglos that made Aliyah. Not like you and I were Israeli citizens, but we're actually American. No, Israel. I just thought... Again, mostly I was looking at marketers. Like I wasn't really looking. It's not again. You had to discover these people. So like, how would you That's discover? That's true. Um, they made discovering hard, which is what made it really cool. But then what made it really easy for Instagram just knocked them off. Yeah, just knocked them right off the map. It, it's so, it's so frustrating. Whatever. All right. Uh, no, but you know what? We we understand now that they should have like rolled that in at that point. They should have had like the discovery process become easier at a certain point. Well, you know, Dave, David makes a good comment, which is relevant. David, right? It had streaks, like like gamifies, like finding people. Here's my code. There's a gamification in growing. So I don't know if you remember. I want to do this for LinkedIn, by the way, when LinkedIn stories come out. Maybe you could be the first one to do it with me. Um, what was it? Uh, what was it called? Snapchat takeovers? What was it? Where you'd like log yeah, in from each other? Yeah, when you switch over. Yeah, well, there's a word for it. Was it takeover? Yeah, something like that. 
Snapchat takeover? Snap? I think there's I think there's a different word for it. Anyway, so what it, what it used what we used to do was I'm no longer on Snapchat. I mean, I have an account, but I don't post anymore, and yeah. I don't consume content on Snapchat either. Um, but what you would do is like I would log in from your Snapchat, you would log in from my Snapchat, and you would just make like this this you'd make snaps, and you'd been like, and there you can cross each other, and then you would like take a picture of your icon for people then to follow you if they want to. I thought this was an awesome hack and that was like really unique that you couldn't yeah. do with like Instagram and other things because you, you know, it's just totally different. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. My editor just jumped on and wrote LOL. Maybe it's playing catch up. One of the coolest things I remember from Snapchat, like, and this is like, like a side note at this point, but like one of the coolest things uh, that I actually got to witness as Snapchat was opening was Bobby 100. Have you ever heard of Bobby 100? No. So there's a there's a clothing line in like LA that's called Hun the Hundreds, and Bobby Hundred is like this. He's the the owner, the head of the company, and he, he's like really cool, really artistic. He goes around and he sees all these amazing inspiration, like from architecture to all these different things. And you just like watch it, and you're like, wow, this is so incredible, it looks so cool. And then one day he did a Snapchat like of him going into the conference room, and he said to guy, guys, Snapchat is where we need to be right now. And he turns around and says. Every one of you here are going to take my phone. Like you're going to take the account, the Snapchat account of the hundred, and you're going to host the day. Do your job. Do whatever. Figure out. Make That's some cool. content. It was super cool. Yeah, and two cool. of the guys there had Wednesday, and they were amazing. They made their own channel later. Just them, just doing their shit. It was so good. That's cool. That's cool. So we'll, every our entire team is actually admins of our LinkedIn page. So if anyone ever wants to share anything from Wadi Digital's LinkedIn page, they can. And if they have any posts and they want to share their private posts on, on Wadi Digital's page, they can. But once Stories comes out in Israel, by the way, it is out, LinkedIn Stories, but it's only in Brazil. It rolled out in UAE. It rolled out uh, the Netherlands and Australia. And then it's going to expand to other countries. America pretty last, I think. They might have slowed down the expansion, but once Israel comes, you can, by the way, change your country location. And yeah, so I was going to say, can I VPN this? Oh, like, it, I... it doesn't matter. But if your followers aren't there, they're not going to see your stories. So you have to you have to be in that country, and your but followers you... have to be in that country. If not, they won't see the stories. So it's no, it's but that's fine. But what if I do the stories and I start trying to get like a new market? That's a great opportunity to get to a new market, right? Especially with a new product market, and no one's there. Okay. They're markets that aren't connected. They're like four markets that speak different languages and are radically far in. Yeah, well, look, look, but look, but look at, I think you made a post about this, I think. Someone actually sent me this post about how like, you know, now we're going to possibly start going to Dubai, business was, opportunities. Yeah. yeah, I post about that this morning. <laughs> yeah. No, so I know you You did the post. I didn't even get to see it on the platform. Someone already shot, took a screenshot and sent it to me. Said like, Wait, someone's taking a screenshot from the post and sending me? It was like three hours yeah. ago. Yeah. I don't know. Jesus Someone took Christ. a picture and said, like, you got to start uh, planning out your Dubai business. I'm like, what? Right. Um, I'm, yeah, either, I'm trying to bring someone on to a call from from uh, from Dubai. Yeah, but they're apparently they, they're they're like approaching tons of Israeli companies now because they like just wanted they've been wanting to do this because they saw there's like a lot of startup startups and opportunity here. And they got and they, and they, never and they got, uh... Yeah, they got a lot of that. <laughs> they got a lot of that. <laughs> I think they got the GDP per capita. What? I think they have the highest GDP per capita. No, that's Luxembourg. I think you're after Luxembourg. I don't know. Let's Google it. Uh, who has the highest GDP per capita? Okay. Uh, we got a, a comment from Omri, and then let's actually talk about what we wanted to talk about. Yo, yeah, how many yeah, hours do you spend on Instagram a day? I spend about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, there's a couple of memes accounts I'd like to look at, and that's basically it. No, but you, you can't bullshit. Wait, you have an iPhone, right? No, I have an Android. I have the Pixel 4. Oh. God, I won't judge you. 
I don't care. Screen, judge screen me. time. And by the no, way, you're clearly is, judging me. I, I'm, I'm seriously judging. No, but that's not the, but that's not the thing. There's uh, I was confusing I, UAE with Qatar. Yeah, Qatar's got a seventy thousand dollars GDP per capita. Luxembourg's up there with one hundred thirteen. So apparently, uh, blah, 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 I've been using an hour and a half, uh, an hour and a half on average in the last week on Instagram. Uh, so like you, you can see it on your time, time, your time thing. Like you can see yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how to find that. But I've been spending actually a lot of time the last several weeks on Twitter, not really posting. I spend a ton of time on LinkedIn. It's like, I really like to consume the content now. It's really fun. Really? Like there's tons of stuff that I like reading there and, and finding out there. And it's, I get most of my news from LinkedIn at this point. Like That's I don't cool. even look at the Facebook anymore for my stuff. Like I'm just hearing oh, what's yeah, going on from there. Facebook's boring. All right, let's talk about the topic of okay. today's show. So. <laughs> Creativity. All right, so uh, for those that don't know, Jonathan Kahn is a screwed up figure as his father exemplified on LinkedIn. I'm just trying to cause problems here, if that's okay. No, no, it's cool. I think my dad, I think the comment was meant to do that. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so I'll tell you guys generally who I am, what I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. David really wants okay. to know my screen time. I'm going to try to find out how to pull this up. Don't lie. Time. I like how I wrote, don't lie. Yeah, you know, I know, I love that. There was a, a, Joe Rogan had an interview with uh, Ari Shafir and a few like his comedian friends, and he made people pull up how many hours they spent on their phone a day. Just as a task kind of thing, and it was insane. No, I don't. I'm on my desktop all day, so actually, I spend very little no, no, time. At phone. this point, there's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of split for me. But I'll be on the phone. Right, you're not a even lot. split. I'll I mean, I'm on there for hours. I I know I I check total time on mobile because I talked about it with my wife several months ago, and mine was an hour and ten minutes a day, which is nothing, right? That's nothing. Yeah. Hers was yeah. really. I'm not even going to say it out loud. No, my wife actually started capping her social media stuff on the phone. Like she gives it her, it gives a half an hour per day. I can't check. I have to go into settings and shut it off. I can't go on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook on my mobile during during the day. But I, yeah. I can on the I can on on uh, desktop. Uh, show us the Instagram activity tab. All right, I'm going to try to find out how to do that. Okay, so let's talk about. So we wanted to talk about creativity. We talked about uh, like what topic. Okay, so first, first off, I think I should start. I should start by saying what I do, and like so you understand. If you if you don't know me, like what, like who who am I to even talk about creativity, right? You're right. So fuck out of here. What are you doing here? Yeah. What is this? A tree? Who put this creative plant behind me? He has a plant in his, in his freaking computer. Anyways, um, okay. So here's here's what you need to know about me. So I've been working in marketing for over 12 years, and I've been working in companies that are like big companies, small companies, startups, and all kinds of things like that. But whenever I went to work at a company, they've always made up a position for me. And the position was like in some sort of innovation thing or some sort of weird title that no one understood the meaning for. I think the last big one that I did was I worked at Wix, uh, and they made up a title for me, which was Marketing Hacker. Um, and and I was like- about you if they're making up titles? Yeah, yeah. So then, right. so then I- Is it like we I really started, want you? Or is it like- or it's like, we feel bad for this guy. Let's just give him a job. No, I, I'm cool with either one at that point. Like, I just moved. At the time when well, I got the job from Wix, like, I think that mostly there was just like, we, we with Wix, they went, we really want you. But it was also really funny because I, um, I asked them for the definition of my job. And they were like, ah, we know what we're doing with you. And I was like, ah, do you? And, it was, and actually, they came up, like, I think it was like a week later after I got hired. They were like, okay, here's what we're doing with you. And I'm like, okay. So I said, so... If we want to make a YouTube channel, we'll Google it. Like we like any other person on planet, like how to open a YouTube channel. Um, and then if uh, and then we'll have a team work on it, they'll go do it, right? And if they need to come up with some ideas of what to do there, they'll start coming up with ideas on their own. They'll be like, oh, we'll do some research, we'll find some ideas, we'll come up with some ideas, some creative things, we'll do it. And then they said, when that doesn't work, or if that doesn't work, then we bring you into it. 
Right. So I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. That sounds like a cool position. But mostly what that meant was, and this is really funny because some companies understood this and some companies really didn't that I worked with, which was that I basically spent, I would say 80% of my time just doing whatever the fuck I wanted. Like just walking around, speaking to different departments, um, having fun, uh, looking at things, reading things, watching them, watching a video or a commercial that I thought was interesting, whatever the hell I wanted. And then someone would turn around and be like, okay, Jonathan, we need you. And they put me into a room and then I would be ready and fresh with like a million ideas of what they should be doing. Um, I was very lucky. I had two, two stories that basically explain how that works. Like the CMO of Wix walks into the room one day and says to me, Jonathan, we're making a Super Bowl ad. And I was like, oh my God, do you want me to like uh, give you ideas? Or they like, no, we did the ad. We paid someone so much money in the USA to come up with an ad. We don't need you for that. So I was like, okay, then what do you, what do you want from me? So he's like, well, we, we have no idea what we're going to do on social with this. Like we've never done a social campaign for a Super Bowl ad. We just wanted ad. you to know that we had no interest in asking. We had no, employees. yeah, we, no, we do not need you in any we way. We want no. you to know, we totally passed <laughs> we over totally you and remind you, we hired you for no reason. We're like, we, this is we just a like, reminder. Can you take out us coffee? You can go get us coffee. <laughs> anyway, so so then he says to me, like, we have no idea what to do on social. Can you take about a week, come up with a whole bunch of ideas, put them in a presentation, present them to us? So okay. I was like, okay. So uh, three hours later, I knock on his door. I go, listen, I got 105 slides, each one with a different idea of things we can do with the materials we have from the ad. Do you want me to continue? He said, fuck no. Present it now. <laughs> so he's like, please, I don't want you coming with a million ideas. So then I came in, I presented the ideas. About 70% of the ideas were taken and used for the first Super Bowl campaign. I was put on the war team, which was literally the heads of every department in the, in the marketing. And they would say, how are we going to get Israelis to vote for, the, for our ad as the ad blitz uh, for the Super Bowl? And then they would look at me and I'd give an idea and I'd say what I think it needs to be and how it needs to look. And people go and do it. It was fucking incredible. Wait, and then what happened? Did, did you guys, how did again, you I think they had, I think in the end they had, um, I think they won an award for the most successful social media uh, like campaign during the, during the, that Super Bowl that year. Um, and generally all the people just executed everything as, as incredibly like amazing as possible. Like again, they created, like, com- I think there's a lot more company pride here than other places in the world. I, I don't know. Someone was guess, someone was telling I mean, me I was reading this I read this article a couple months ago not a couple months ago, it was like a couple years ago uh, it was like some really senior executive coming for the first time at Intel coming to Israel to see like the plan and all that and he said he was totally shocked how like almost every car in the parking lot had an Intel bumper sticker yeah but it. I don't think you know I don't mean? think people like I don't think they're gonna peel it off though you know like I don't I don't think they're knocking it off there no, but you put it on on your own and there's a lot more company I think there's a lot more like company pride kind of thing no I think uh, there's a company pride because we're mostly startups so like everyone feels invested in the companies they go to work right, in well, and well, then companies intelism but yeah but I think that no I mean like companies companies give you shares they give you options they give you things so you're you're invested in their success that's correct I just feel like we have it more here David Olin thinks that you're uh your job title was Marketing Growth Ninja Warrior. Since you said you went to war. Uh, Omri said you're a strategic advisor. That's right. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's like a it's ton a, of different it, things. Yeah, like, exactly. the, biggest problem, the biggest problem that I have is that like, uh, and I'll explain this in a second. Anyway, so like, uh, so going back into it, like, I also, um, so I worked in all these companies. I left Wix. There were 1,500 uh, employees and I have not done any marketing any website, anything. I don't even really have a great logo yet. Um, 
for my materials. Really I just talking, get, yeah, let's really talk about how creative you are. I just get referencing. Like, that's it. No, I'm saying I don't have to. I just get every person always sends me to another company, and these companies are all the top-notch companies, so I, I haven't had a need for it yet. Like, I haven't... Like recently, I was like, I should make a website or something. So I'll pay some person to make me a website. That's not a big deal. But go. like the biggest, the biggest issue is uh, is exactly what he wrote there, which is that I never want to limit myself to one one uh, outcome or one like uh, what do you call it, like product or one thing. You know, like I never want to turn around and say I do funnels really well, even though I do. I do funnels fantastic, and I work with companies and I deal with that when we need to deal with that. But the idea is that when I come into a place, I want to clearly just see the whole picture, see what's going on, ask the right questions. And then I want to apply my services to whatever needs to be handled with a creative solution or a marketing solution. And then if it's something that's really unique, like you need some sort of, again, as I said before, I'm dyslectic. If you need a copywriter, then I will forward you to the best copywriters I know. Like I won't ask for money. I don't want to make any deals. I don't want anything like that. I just want to give you to the best person I know because that's not what I deal with. Anyway, so I've been doing this for years. I've been working with companies. I have like the roster of all the logos. I've worked with uh, Facebook, MoveIt, Mobileye. Um, again, it can continue and continue and continue. There's, I have all of them. Ultra, Ultra, and let's talk. And let's talk. And let's talk about. Yeah. A, so now let me explain to you like how I get there. Right? How do you get to this thing? So in my house, we were raised. Um, like my brother, I was the dyslectic, so I would be the creative one. My brother was freaking genius. So like at 10 years, not at like eight years old, he read like Machiavelli and the art of war and stuff like that. And he would come and quote it to my dad. And my dad would be like, oh my God, <laughs> the money this kid's gonna make, right? Like, and I would be like, oh my God, the brother that he's gonna have to support. Anyway, so uh, like I'll be the Van Gogh, like cutting my ear off and stuff like that. Like, Mailing it to people. <laughs> yeah, he'll be sending me money. Like stop sending me your limbs. Like just take right, the money. Yeah, like, um, here. <laughs> And, and at one point I started noticing that like, because um, I tried to fake it, like no one knew I was dyslexic until I was like 10. Like they just thought I was just being but lazy. you didn't think either. Did you think you were like dumb? No, I didn't know what it was. I just, I couldn't do no, it. I, like, I don't know. Like, oh, I, I thought it screwed up. Not a big deal. Like when, like, you, when you, when you're a kid, like you look up to the people around you. Tables, right? Yeah, no, it's just, exactly. It's like, if you're just not, if you're not getting it, you look up to your adult, the adult turns around and goes to you you're lazy or you're not getting it because it's hard or you're not smart or whatever it is. The answer they give you is what you what you assume. So they always assumed that like I was lazy or just not interested in, in trying to read or trying to get the stuff. So it took a long time to figure that out. But just like a blind person gets those extra abilities. I don't know if you watch Daredevil. Daredevil? Yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that? One of the few the movies I saw you have. Magical you, by the way, I, I hate to embarrass you and tell you this. You know, you know that movie wasn't real, right? It is definitely real. It's based on true, oh, it's true story, man. It's based on a true story. <laughs> no, but like, but you get like superpowers. Whenever you have something that you have to like, you have to continue in society and you just can't make it, then then you're going to have to find some way around it. So the superpowers right. I got was- Oh, you'll make it work, right. Sigmund Freud said, right, if you lose an arm and a leg, you'll just learn to crawl on one arm and one leg. Yeah. But he didn't mean that literally. He meant that figuratively, is that you'll figure other ways to- you know, because he just didn't he didn't want to offend those guys who lost an arm and a leg. That was the main thing. <laughs> right, that was it. Right. He didn't want to talk about a little bit like Jonathan. He wants to be PC about it. Right, right. Um, <laughs> you got it. No, so so <laughs> I got for a PC, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was before he needed sure. to care. <laughs> um 
so I uh, I started, I, I realized that I have a, a very, very well-developed memory because I could memorize what kids were reading in class and then act like I was oh, reading wow. it from a book later. I was just talking about and... my memory. Crap. No, <laughs> no so I, I, my wife hates me. When we have an argument, I'm like, do you remember six years ago you said this? Oh my like God, you're one of those. Shit. Like, God damn it. I'm never saying anything again. Uh, no, so yeah. I have everything all like stored. Um, and so... Um, so anyway, so I started realizing I have a really, really good memory. And uh, I also, I was raised on marketing. My dad's like a PR person, right? He was like, well, that's what he was then. Now he's like a strategic marketing person or whatever. But wow. um, but like he, he would ask us questions when we were kids. And I do this to my kids too, where like I'll say, what do you think, what does this ad make you feel? Or what do you think they're trying to sell you? Or what do you think they're trying to get you to, to, to do, right? Because I think, and I actually said this to my kids' school. I said to them, they said, like, is there anything you as a parent would like to come in and teach the kids? I was like, I would like to teach the kids how to recognize marketing and how to be able to understand what's happening online. Because a lot of things feel native and feel natural, but they're not. And I'd like to help right, the kids already too. be able to recognize that. I, I, I think you need yeah, that of course. for adults, too. Because course, adults have a bias that marketing doesn't have an effect on me. Uh, I never click on ads. That's my favorite. Because yeah. everyone, they just, they just don't know they're clicking on ads. So I like how like your hands came together when you were saying it's, just, it's so funny to me because, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm an advertiser, so I know. Like, you know, I know, I know. If you're not clicking on ads, but you're clicking on ads. <laughs> <laughs> Evil. <it is. laughs> nice. I was like, you idiot. Um, <laughs> they don't no, know but, they don't know. Or, or they, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. And, and, and also, like, when we're talking about, like, all kinds of, like, again, when you're talking to B2B marketing and the people are like, oh, I'm struggling with B2B marketing or people who are like, oh, how do I market to developers? They can smell marketing from a mile away. It's emotion. That's what it is. Marketing is supposed to be emotion. I'm supposed to yeah. drive an emotion. I'm supposed to make you take an action that I want you to take. Everyone works the same way. Doesn't matter how smart you are. You make emotionally dis uh, decisions. You know, like that's how you make your decisions most of the time. It's mm -hmm. not logical. It's based on emotion. So like, it's all baloney. Anyways, but um, but I, I I tell my kids this also, and my dad used to raise us on this too. So I recognized marketing. I understood how to get people to do things, and and that made sense. And I was super duper curious. And once the internet was invented, immediately I got into pornography. But right after that, I found out that you could search <laughs> you for a million other things. You waited too long for it to load in 1994. Yeah. yeah, but like I remember the day my dad turned around and said, "Hey, check this out." And it was there was so many different like things back there. There was a different. Uh, there were different uh, browsers that were, we don't use nowadays. There was even like some beta browsers that he, that he gave me that were super cool to use because he was working in a massive company, um, and he get like access to all this crazy stuff. And, uh, but I remember Yahoo, he like sat down and said, kids, come here, check this out. And he showed us on the computer. He's like, this is Yahoo. You can search for anything you want and you can find stuff. So he's like, look, and he wrote ball and he searched for image on Yahoo. And then guess what showed up? Regular beach balls. Like it was pro, it was like pre everything being born. Like it was just like, re like it was very shocking. When I tell people the story, they're like testicles. I'm like, no, balls, basketballs, baseballs. That's what showed up. So, um, so immediately I, I like, I, what? Everyone says balls. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, so then uh, so so when I found out that you could search the internet for whatever you wanted, like it just became like this amazing. Like again, after the porn stage, um, I realized you could search for anything and get like a whole bunch of information, and all that information goes into my head. And then right. the other side of it is like trying to form opinions because then you know people come up and they ask you things. I would never, I never understood how people can read a book and just be like quoting someone else's uh, like statement or whatever. I never read a book and I can never quote something from a book. 
Like I'm always, I read the book, I get the stuff, I process the information and I can't even remember if I got it from the book or if I had it to begin with, like at that point, because I've already chewed on it so much that it's become my own intellect, my own opinions, my own uh, like uh, intelligence, right? So, so anyway, so doing all that stuff is great. So now you have this guy, great memory, great, like uh, he has a lot of information, he can store tons of information, he can cross-reference that information and come up with interesting ideas. Cool. Uh, then uh two other things happened to me in my life and again this is like sounds traumatic but again these things have passed for a long time ago so it's not that it bothers me anymore so one uh i came to israel i lost a ton of weight i get like i was playing soccer and basketball and kaluyad and all these different types of games and whatever and i was losing tons of weight and i got a uh, second year of me being in israel first day of school send that kid to the hospital he has diabetes right eating healthy and everything. Like I just got type one diabetes. It was just, you know, in your genetics, it just forms at some point and that's it. So then the whole rule of like, you take care of yourself and you do everything right and everything will be okay. And you're just like, all of a sudden like, no, that didn't work. Like I took care of myself. I was doing everything right. And I got diabetes. Right, um, young. It wasn't like you got it when you were 60. No, I got it. I was 12, I was 12, 13. I think 13. I'll go with 13. I think it was right. 13 I, when I, I got it. The most ironic thing, I, by the way, I've ever heard health-wise is I know someone's like a super health nut, anti-smoking, and got lung cancer. You know, like the yeah, percent people exactly. that get lung cancer that aren't smokers. And I'm and like, like, but I never funny smoked. Because like, you, well, used you, to, you used to be an <laughs> asshole to smokers, and you got lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened there. Don't you wish you smoked a little bit now? Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> You're missing out. Tobacco and nicotine is like the best vice. But anyway. Yeah. The, one of them. Anyway, so so then um, I, started, I started recognizing that the rules don't really – click i also recently did i know this is like a really big side note but my grandpa just celebrated his 90th birthday and i was like wow. doing research on him to make this like video for him and it was really hilarious video and all about 1930s new york city and this like thing and the depression and whatever and uh and i was I'm doing like all now. this research yeah pretty much the same <laughs> it was like a copy paste i just took footage from today <laughs> just and I color just what you did is you took it black and white <laughs> it's just black and white <laughs> black and white it's 1930s depression um anyway so I started to recognize that this is actually a thing in my family that we all come to this conclusion uh, right. where rules don't really apply. Like we come to this conclusion, my grandpa, if you look at the way he was like a young man, he just went and bought a car. He went on a date with my grandma. It was like a second date. And he decided he needs a car because she lives in like this area of New York that again was farmland at the time. So he like wow. goes and buys a car. He doesn't even have a license, right? Buys a car goes inside the car for the driving test, puts some money on the windshield, right? The guy comes in, the guy goes, okay, start driving. He points up at the wheelchair, doesn't even look at him, he points at the wheelchair, the guy pulls it down, takes the money, leaves, gives him the license, right? Just, it was like so obvious to him that this is, there's no rules, like nothing really exists. And my dad, like being raised by this guy who also raised by that guy, his thing was, uh, we went to Broadway, right? And we were seeing a show. And and in the end of the show, my dad's like, I want you to go on stage and meet the actors. And we're like, what? And he walks up, he takes us to the side and he goes up to some security guard and he's like, hey, you. He goes, um, we're going in. <laughs> the security guard goes, well, no, that's not happening, sir. You can't go past this line. And he goes, no, I wanna show my kids the stage. I wanna show them, let them meet the actors. And the guy's like, where are you from? So my dad's like, Israel. And he's like, oh, you Israelis, you Israelis, you Israelis. And then my dad's like, this is gonna happen. You're gonna let me through. And the guy let us through. Like I was on a Broadway <laughs> stage as a kid, standing there with the, the guy who did the voice for Puma, right on lion king and he was right. showing us tricks and stuff on stage it was insane like this shit doesn't happen right so like at some point i had to switch also where i started noticing that like 
beyond the diabetes thing, also my mom, uh, again, super healthy, super great person, everything awesome, at age 46 gets dementia and Alzheimer. Like there's no reason, no reason that she should have gotten sick or anything. But this like, this snaps things in your head. Like these moments, like right. fracture these things in your head where you say, wait, the, the rules don't really apply. Everything that we use to feel stable and feel comfortable in our lives, doesn't, it doesn't really exist. You know, some people turn around and go, oh, I don't want to be freelance. I want to work in a company for the stability. There's no stability. Right. Look at Corona. Right, right. So like well, it's, it's, it's all illusion. They well, they, they just don't want to do the hard work of sales. And yeah, but even the, to be honest, that. it's like, it's at one point, it's, if, you're, if you're good at what you do, like it, the stuff starts coming to you. Like I know, I know, of course you have to do stuff and I do stuff also, you see me, like I make videos and stuff here and there and whatever, but like, but to be honest, like I left Wix and I have never advertised or marketed or anything and I get work all the time. So like if you're doing it right and you know how to make, be a good person and, and really help out and whatever, then you, you, you get there. Um, but uh, stay, the wait, so, so the wait, 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 wait. I, want, I want to make sure our audience gets this straight. So you, when, when something shitty happens or something crazy that goes against everything that you believed happens, then you find out the rules of life don't apply. So and the truth is you can take, you can take whatever you want from it, but all you need to know is that like the rule, there are no rules to the game and the rules that exist have been made by people who are not, who are, who are just as smart as, as you, if not less, right? There's no, like you. all the government rules that have made deci decisions and all these things, they were not made by in intellectual No, they're not. Ben, <laughs> ben, ben Shapiro, I uh, was listening to the podcast, he once said, uh, I, he said, <laughs> Benjamin said uh, he was listening. Uh, that they, they came to a point when he was like eighteen, nineteen, or something. I don't remember. And suddenly, he, like he's an adult, and he thought he looked up to these adults. He thought they were smart. He thought they were great. He thought they knew shit. And he became an adult, and he noticed they don't know shit. The people running anything. the world, the people running the country, <laughs> running. They're idiots. <laughs> Who are these people? So, like, also, <laughs> I I was raised in a house where, like, we my dad worked very closely. He very he's a very big Zionist, and he was like very closely with all these politicians and stuff. And then you just saw these people, like, in my house, like Vivian Netanyahu was in our house for like Sukkot, and like. All these people are over our house all the time and you start realizing like not like these are just people like they're not yep. superheroes they're just people right um and, and when you once you realize that and again I'm, I'm gonna apply this to what i do today and like how people comply also but like understand the realization that i got to from suffering through different things dyslexia diabetes or even my my mom with dementia and alzheimer um all these realizations are realizes you can have you don't have to suffer through it to be able to realize these things you just need to understand the perspective that I'm talking about. You need to understand that when I started, when I was healthy and I got diabetes and when my mom was healthy her whole life take, and took care of herself and she got Alzheimer's, there was no rules. Like the rules are you do the healthy thing, you take care of yourself, you'll be fine. And that's not really how it applies, you know? Like it's, right. it, you can't turn around and say right now, all dentists don't, don't, dentists? Dentists don't have cavities. They all get a cavity. Like it's it, maybe one or two, you're fine. But like again, by the way, by the way, I think it's ninety five percent genetic teeth. Yeah, it, as, again, as someone who has excellent teeth, and my wife who has terrible teeth, and she like brushes and flosses and does all that stuff, and I'm pretty damn lazy about it, and I got nothing. I got yeah, you know, other than these spaces. But other than that, maybe that's yeah, why I got, I got my face too. But I was, yeah. but um, but uh, yeah. So you start realizing the rules don't really apply, and they're all meant to be like bent and shifted, and you can do it to a degree without getting in trouble. Um, Wait, so okay, you... that's interesting. I want to talk about getting in trouble in a minute, but okay. uh, 
because uh, I seem to flirt with that line regularly, uh, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, so, okay, so let's give an example, like, how can people maybe understand? So let's say you're in COVID, right? Uh, COVID happened, you got laid off, or your family got laid off, or your neighbor got laid off. You're like, everything you thought about the world, upside down. Or you're a college grad, especially in America, you took off all this debt, you have no job. There's even before COVID, because they told you just get a degree and you'll figure it out that 80% degree degrees are absolutely worthless and actually counterproductive. They brainwash you into thinking a new way to not find out actually everything is possible like you and I were discussing. So someone's now internalizing this or is listening to us now and they're saying, oh shit, they're right. You know, what you're taught, you know what I mean, about everything, including saving for retirement, everything, like all of those rules, everything's, that's not happening, all right? I'm 35 soon. I'm not getting social security when I'm 65. It's not happening. If you think following the rules is not always going to, it's very unlikely to happen. So given that people maybe are starting to wake up that what they thought, right? A lot of my opinions have changed since COVID, for example. And if your opinions haven't changed, then you need to start thinking about things. Uh, a lot of my opinions have changed. But like so they're saying, okay, what I thought was true is no longer true. The rules that society and culture, right, jams down our throat, they're not uh, true. They're, they're untruths. Uh, maybe not intended to be lying. They have good intentions behind them, but they're not true. So when people notice that, um, and particularly if they're a victim of it, they were screwed over in a sense, kind of like you were with your health um, or some people maybe with their jobs or finding out they're in debt and they can't find any work or they were, or, or with COVID, whatever it is, right? How do you take that and turn it into creativity? So, so again, okay. So first of all, the main thing that you need to do is understand that that's the situation, right? Once you can actually understand the perspective that the rules don't really apply, they need to be shifted. You need to like reevaluate them. You need to go through a process where you kind of redefine the rules. And what that means is, for example, one of the best pieces of advice that I give to people, and I actually met, have you heard of join.co.il? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're like a recruit, recruitment company and whatever. And, I had, a, um, yeah. and I, I was, I was, uh, I was using them many years ago to try to get a job. I think they actually introduced me to Wix. Um, but uh, when I when I met with them, like w when I did the process with them, they actually sent me off to an interview. And I did this interview and I, I did something so unique that the woman, the the CMO, I think, or one of the founders. What's her name? Of, I can't remember. Oh, I Is her remember. name Sheer? Yeah, it might be Sheer, yeah. Sheer, she, I had her on. She's an apps flyer now. And she's like a co oh, okay, cool, cool. We, we, we so talk she, about like men and women in the workforce and she's she a joint me, also. She met she's me cool in like, a, like an event. She met me in an event and she walked up to me and she goes, Jonathan Khan. I'm like, what the hell? Love it. Like, Love I was like, it. do I have a tag on? Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it's like, I it's like the principal then, calling you out. You know yeah, what I mean? Jonathan Khan. I was like, <laughs> like, fuck, what did I do? I <laughs> the magazine like, wasn't mine. anything? Anyways, so, so she goes, Jonathan Khan. And I'm like, what? I go, hi, do you know me? Like, what's happening? And she goes, you don't know, you don't know me, but I'm from, I'm one of the founders of join and blah, blah, blah. And she starts telling me and she goes, your story is one of the stories that I repeat the most, uh, to people, which is very interesting. Cause I wouldn't say that it's easy to find a guy who doesn't have a title job title like, to help him find a job. is not an easy thing. Um, and again, in the end, it's usually doesn't come down Wait, to what their part of your story. I'm going to tell you right now. All so right. I was looking at the concept of how people get jobs. Okay. And how people get jobs is you send in a CV or you use one of these you know, companies and they send in your CV and then you get an interview and then you keep going from that point on and you go through the interview and process. And then you get rejected and knew who they were going to hire the whole time. 
Yeah, you know, again, you, it could go either way. Either you're hired or they just forget to call you, right? So, then, so, um, so I decided that I was I I don't believe in that system, and I went to an interview with one of the companies. I checked them out because they made the introduction. It was cool. So I met them. Uh, I sat with the company and I said to them, "Listen, guys, I don't want the job if I'm not going to like the place, and you guys are not going to like me. I don't want to come here work for three months. That's not what I want." So I said, right. "So let's do a trial. I'll give you one day." Call me, tell me what day, we'll schedule a day, I'll come in, I'll work for you for one day. And I'll see how it is to work with you and you'll see how it is to work with me and we'll decide if it makes sense. The founder of the company goes, wow, that's incredible. I will, I will definitely take you up on that. So cool. Right. So I leave the interview, a week goes by, I call up and I go, hey, what's up? They give me some other guy's number, not the founder. I talk to the guy, he goes, I don't know, I'll check. Nothing happens. Two weeks go by, nothing happens. Three weeks go by, nothing happens. And I turn around, I get really frustrated with this thing and I said, you know what? I'm really pissed off. I don't, I'm not calling. I'm not going through the system anymore. You just showed so up? I said, no. It was love like Valentine's Day, Israeli Valentine's oh, Day, too bad. Yeah, in August. Yeah. And I uh, called Zare for You, which is a flower delivery company. And I said to them, hey, I'd like you to de deliver a bouquet of flowers to this company. I need the card to say, you never called Jonathan. And I want you to take it. And I said, I'm not going to pay if you don't do this. I said, I need you to take it to the office manager. This is her name. Then ask her where this guy is, the person who contact, who I was in contact with. And then ask him where the founder's desk is. And then put it on the founder's desk. And that's exactly what he did. And um, two hours after that happened, I get a phone call. And they're like, I'm so sorry, Jonathan. There was a huge mix up. We found out, we thought you were a different Jonathan. We contacted the Jonathan. We said, hey, you're gonna come in for the full day. He said, no, why would I ever say that? We thought, oh, Jonathan's nuts. So we decided not to hire you because we thought you were a crazy person, right? <laughs> and I was remember. like- You didn't occur to him said, maybe he's got the wrong Jonathan. Yeah, I was like, what? So I said to them, I go, okay, well, this is our, this is fine. I said, to them, that's fine. Um, because I don't want to work with a company that doesn't, that makes that kind of mistakes. I said, thank exactly. you so much, good luck, and I, I left. Half an hour after that, the CEO of the company calls me up, says to me, listen, I just stopped the whole company, made them all get up from their desk, come to the middle of the office. I put the flowers on the table there and I explained to everything what just happened. And I told them, we cannot fuck up like this. I'd right. like to, I will send you a taxi for anywhere you are in the country. I'll send a taxi, pick you up, bring you to come sit with me. You know, you should have been like, can you pick me up from a lot in three days? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the vacation. Let's get the ride. Can you also take me there? Now, um, so, exactly. And, and bring a tour guide with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, tell me what's going on. Um, and then, of course, they offered me a job and everything. And um, she tells people that story. And she tells she people that story she because she says, story. Because no, she says, I tell people that story because everyone turns around and says, oh, we're going to send in more CV. And then why didn't we get the job yet? Why didn't we get the job yet? The reason you didn't get the job yet is because everyone else is sending their CV. The system of sending your CV, get a job is bullshit. That's not how you get a job. The Correct. person who meets that person and says, hi, my name is Jonathan, I'm in a party and you meet this guy and he turns around and goes, I'm looking for someone like you, that guy's gonna get the job. And he would never give it his CV, mm -hmm. right? So I said, whenever you, whenever you look at the structure of how this thing is built and you say, wait, what's not working here? Where can I bend it? Where can I change it and make it work better and make it work better for me or for my company or for whatever you're trying to do? That's the opportunity to bend the rules, break the rules and do something unique. 
Right. right? So okay. So that's it. You can be creative in okay. But you didn't. Did you bend the rules? Like, yeah, I guess technically. I bend the rules. Like, I shouldn't I have had any opportunity it. to. You just said, screw the rules. I'm going to do what I think. Yeah, no, but it's bending it in some way. Like, I was able to call him. They gave me a number to call a person to check what's going on. And the normal thing, any normal person would have said, I sent in a CV. I did an interview. I call. They let me know at one point. Right. But I was like, this is so stupid. On. Right. Yeah. This is stupid. So I just changed it. And by the way, any person who I've told that piece of advice, that story to, that's how they approach getting a job now. They go in, they meet the person, they get there, they send something weird. And the funny thing is I sent them flowers because it was too bad, the Valentine's Day here in Israel. But to be honest, it could be anything. Like you could literally send in uh, no. a, a Rubik's Cube. And just and, be and like, no, I say, yeah, yeah, I, I'd I've like read to about talk this. To people, you. Send in, people send in one shoe. Just one yeah. half. It's like, I hope this somebody gets, gets the foot in the door with like a sweet letter. And like, I like the opportunity to get my foot in the door or something like that. Exactly. Some or guy at Wix, yeah, by the way. Say it again. Some guy at Wix down in the parking lot in the main building of Wix took a parking spot there and Chuck drew this beautiful thing asking for an interview. And then everyone in the company contacted HR and said, we need to interview this guy. We need to interview right. this guy. Now, of wait, course, wait, hold on. Was, were they, was, they was it for a creative job? Like, are there an artist? I have no idea. We have no idea. Or is it like not? No idea. Or is it like they wanted to work it in accounting? It doesn't even matter. They, they're, they're drawing rainbows and unicorns in the parking lot. You know? It would be fine. You know what? The truth is, it doesn't matter. You know, either way, it worked. I'm just curious. Yeah. No, no. I don't think I don't think he got the job. I don't think he was relevant or anything in the end. I again, I didn't really follow up to the to the highest degree. But I remember asking someone, "Did this guy get an interview?" They said, "Like, yeah," but they made a face of like, "Ah, less relevant." Um, but at the same time, that's how you get, that's how you get in, right? Um, another thing, and, and this is also connected to our title of our thing, is that like crazy shit happens to you every day and you can bend it and use it, right? Thank you. So I don't know. I, I, so I was trying to think back what, which one I could choose to, to show you this, right? Um, and recently I did the, the Mindspace ad right before Corona, which kind of like bombed me out a little bit, but I still see it getting posted. It's like... People are still resharing this this uh, this ad, which is really making me happy. Um, it was for International Women's Day. I don't know if you got to see this. International Women's Day. It was a uh, we did I we did this video. They called me in and asked me if I could come in and give an idea for a video. That's what they wanted. They just wanted my time for two hours to give an idea. And the way that I came up with this idea was based on a crazy thing that happened. My brother, who completely is you know feminism, yeah yeah yeah, equality, totally down with everything. Great. He was sitting with my wife at the table one day and my wife was talking about her boss and he was very interested in everything he's listening. And then all of a sudden she goes, yes. And then my boss went on maternity leave and my brother went, what? Your boss went on maternity leave? And then she goes, my boss is a woman. And he was like, oh my God, sorry. Wow. I was just, I don't know why. I was visually a man in my head. Right. And then when you said maternity leave, I was like, what? So so the can't whole get ad, pregnant too, Jonathan? Can't, well, they could also go to maternity leave for like two days or something without getting like teased or something. I don't know. No, but like, honestly, but it was funny because this thing happened. And when they asked me to help out with this ad, when they said, hey, Jonathan, we just need two hours of your time to like get an idea for this. And I was like, okay, cool. Again, it's uh, Ifrat Figginson, who's amazing. So I'm not going to say no to her. Um, so when I went in there, I thought to myself, like that crazy story that happened there uh, could be something that I could do with this here. So I asked them for, for five women to be in the meeting. I sat in the meeting with the five different women. Two of them were people from Amsterdam, just to get like, their, that's why they were gonna film it. And I asked them, hey, do you all believe in equal pay and, 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 you know, and you know, equal rights and all the stuff? They said, yes, yes, yes. 
I said, you know, this is seriously, seriously uh, uncomfortable for a man to sit in front of women and try to act like I'm going to come up with an idea that's right for a campaign for for women, right? like a thing. But I said, uh, but I would like to ask you guys a riddle. And then I asked this riddle, which is basically the same thing I did in the ad. But again, I came up with a different one for the ad also. But the riddle was basically uh, to put a person in power that like to have a, you be, I, I can tell you the riddle. The basic riddle is this. You have a... Um, a father and son are in a car accident and they're rushed to the hospital. Uh, the son needs to be taken to, OR, to the OR for operation and they bring him in real quick. Uh, the surgeon walks up, looks down at the young man and says, I'm sorry, I can't perform this, sur this surgery. The nurse says, why? And the surgeon says, it's my son. So I, I asked them this and I said, how is that possible? And everyone's like, uh, stepfather, uh, gay father, uh, this, this is, they came up with a whole bunch of answers that were cute and clever. But the most simple answer was that the surgeon was the mother. We all assume that the surgeon's a man. So when I asked them this, they all made this face of, oh my God, like, how could we mess this up? How did I not get it? And I go, that's what I want every person to see the ad to feel. Right. I said, I want to take this concept of this riddle, reform it. Love it. And then reuse this as an ad to kind of like make people feel weird that they, Love it. you know, automatically added a man in that position. So again, that's- By that's the way, there's a psychological a... thing to it too, by the way, that throws people off in the riddle. is because you said father and son. If you would have said a brother and sister, let's say- got No, of course. Accident. I need because to take out the father. the father went, they both went to the hospital. And so you're thinking it's, a, uh, you're thinking the father is a surgeon. doesn't make, your mind goes there. But you no, know, but, but I'll, tell you, the riddle, I'll tell you that. But I'll tell you, I switched the riddle up. I changed it up. Okay. And I just and, and all you need to do to make that riddle work is you need well, to take the know, father. But it's true. Most people assume that men are surgeons. No, no, yeah. But I'm just saying this the algorithm for that riddle. Just is, that one, the way that it works is you just need to make a, uh, the algorithm for like working out that riddle and re reproducing it is take the father, put him in a situation where he can never be this, the outcome, right? He can never be the answer. Have the son go up and have the person admit that this is their son. As long as you have those three indications in it, then you're good. So I flipped it. I did a CEO. A father drops off his son for an interview. The son goes up to the 63rd floor, gets there. Then the, the, the uh, secretary comes out and says, the CEO will see you now. He goes into the room. And then the CEO says um, like something like, I can't interview this. I can't interview him. He's my son. And then people are like, uh, stepfather, this, this, this. And it all worked. Like, again, we tried this on several people. And it all went like way, way. It went like way, it worked fantastically. Like there was like 60 people I tried it on and it all worked. Anyways, so that was just an example of like taking something very um, wild that happened and then flipping it into a creative. And I'll give a little bit uh, of examples of kind of how I've been able to uh, uh, take things and be creative. So um, we were, uh, so it's like uh, I, I see things as in my personal life where what I do is uh, like, uh, so kind of like, like what you were talking about, like you see something that's screwed up and you see that like, you know, the rules don't actually apply. Uh, okay, people are messaging me that Jonathan is frozen. Um, and oh, he's not frozen, I think it's my computer. And well, he left the stream. No, I'm back, I'm back, did it work? There you go, I added you back, I don't know. Supposedly it was me, not you. No, no, I, I jumped off. I don't know. I refreshed my page and then it just shut me off. But I, I assumed that that was going to happen. Just wanted to make sure the internet thing was working. Can okay, you hear me? So supposedly, you're totally fine. And uh, you, I hear you, but it's kind of choppy. So I'm not making out all of the words. But uh, I, you can continue with your riddle. And I'm going to try to 
I'm actually going to switch internet, so uh, it should only take me a second, but you can continue the time being since I'm frozen. Okay, so again, as I said before, the riddle worked fantastic, and it's just a perfect example of taking something that was like a weird situation or something crazy to happen that I thought I could flip later on. There are many, many, many situations like that that I find that I'm in a, in a place where I hear something and basically bending the rules and allowing yourself to be inspired by the crazy stuff that happens in your day-to-day -day life, that's what really makes the difference. Like when you're coming up with creative, that's what's really gonna make you unique. Because if everyone's playing by the rules and you're not, then you're the oddball out and, that, and that's what you want. You wanna stand out. Yoel is completely frozen right now. If people can hear me, let's all donate money. The lines are open now to get Yoel better internet. Now's your chance, everyone. 1-800-YOEL-NEEDS-BETTER-INTERNET. Call now. All right, yeah. we're back. Yo, so that was my fault, or my internet, at don't, least. I don't know what that was. In the meanwhile, I actually asked people to call 1-800-GET-YOL-BETTER-INTERNET, and we started oh, yeah, the, go, yeah. Because I've been trying to do this. I pay for a hot and business. I pay for two <laughs> internet providers. I will pay any money to have beautiful internet. Anyway. I'm telling you, uh, people are ready. Uh, uh, Yael saying ADD turn you into a superstar. Also, uh, <laughs> Yael, she also thinks that we've dropped a lot of wisdom. I yelled it earlier, shared, uh, you got to have some context. We got the one she was saying about the shoe, the shoe in the office wasn't effective because he didn't send it to the right person. Maybe it's probably a bigger story than I thought. Uh, right, a, a more. No, but again, uh, it, it, the, I, don't, I don't even care about the story. Like, again, if you need to get to a meeting, you need obviously you need to find who the right person is to get to the meeting. But, like, if you send them something, Right. Right. And you, you, you just need, again, what is it that Hillel actually said this to me? Hillel Fold said this to me. He said, um, the number one thing you want to do is just have them turn around and say, tell me more. That's it. Right. You just want to have a situation where people say, tell me more. Um, and again, that's, that's quite easy. Like, it's not that crazy. Yeah, I want to ask you something. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted things to be, I'm trying to see how we can make this actually more practical uh, for people. So, I mean, if so, I mean, so they have these screwed up situations that are happening in their lives. COVID is an example. Maybe they have a screwed up childhood. Maybe they have certain things and they find out that life isn't fair. I've been a victim or someone close to me has been and all that. I mean, how do you turn that into creativity, really? Like, I know I kind of already asked you this, but I don't think, I think most people that let's say aren't naturally creative, they kind of have trouble doing that. Is it just like coming to the notice to the, is it just noticing and acknowledging that the rules don't matter, that everything I thought about, um, you, you're the status quo, that's the wrong term, but like, uh, you know, the, the, the status quo or the rule, you know what I mean? Like they actually aren't, they're not legit, right? I, I <laughs> want to explain to you, there's two sides to this. So you just said something really interesting. There's a concept of saying that people are creative or not, right? And then there's a then there's a concept of can be can a person who's not creative be creative? Of course, every person That's can be creative, important. just like every person can be organized. Everyone has a small right. amount of OCD, right? It's the people who have way too right. much OCD who need medication, right? So it's like it's the same thing here. So I spend all my day thinking creatively. That's all I do. When, when And sometimes it, it freaks me out, but my wife is with me for like, we've known each other for over 16 years. And all of a sudden she sees me do something like as simple as my daughter wanted to put a tattoo on her arm, like one of those like uh, press on sticker tattoos. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. she put the tattoo on and I took a piece of paper, like a ticket that we had from a movie, a movie stuff. And I put it here and I ripped it in two places and I put it and it basically held it in a ring. And she looked at me and goes, 
you know, you really are creative. I'm like, 16 years, it took that to realize I'm creative? Like one little, okay. But like the main thing is, is that, you know, you're, you're not looking, we're not looking for people to change into become, becoming creative. Like that everyone has their own skills, their own focuses, the only things they love. I love changing and looking at things in different perspectives. That's what I love doing. I love doing it all day long, right? So that I can find unique ways to talk to people or tell someone's story to look at something or even like for myself, like what do I believe about, you know, dealing with my kids and how do I want to express things to them? I don't want them to have the standard cookie cutter like childhood. I definitely want to turn around to my kid and if he's like playing with his phone, I, I talked about this in one of my videos, like there was a thing that I spoke about boredom, right? My son turned around to me and we had a really deep conversation right after that he grabbed his phone and I was like, no, don't do that. And he's like, what, am I punished or something? Like, no, you're not. I just right. want you to be bored for a second. And he goes, what do you mean? Right. Is that when you're bored, you think things through. You know, exactly. like people, you're just going to exactly. have a moment to breathe. It's not just By don't way, take my opinion. In your eyes, thinking with your eyes in pitch dark room is a great way. Was it um, not Einstein, not Carnegie, um, Edison? I think it was Edison. He used to, uh, he would sit at his desk and he had a notepad and a pen and the lights were off pitch dark and you'd had a a, a pole was it called like a, a pole light right like you would have like on your ceiling fan but he had it above his desk and he would just brainstorm and be creative of things of his inventions as soon as he had an idea boom he'd pull turn on the light write down his notes what he thought turned it back off and started thinking again so in the yeah. vacuum in the vacuum you have creativity if you're always distracted if you're always thinking you're going to go you don't have that opportunity um exactly so, so a lot of people don't have the mindset to do that because they're in the they're in the rat race right we're all running to make a right. buck we all have to take care to, of our kids we have a million different to, things to get do get kids to bed so you can have a, a freaking second of yourself right <laughs> yeah. right and then that, you collapse the on the rat couch. race no, no, life. no right, but exactly, i'm saying like, right. that's the honest to god truth like the honest to god truth is that yeah, the honest to God truth is that most people are in it. And unless you love doing what I do, you're not considered a creative, right? But the but everyone has creativity. And I think that no matter what situation in, right. you're in, you have the opportunity of using creative means to get out of it, right? So, right. or well, creative means to see a different perspective. Exactly. So, so I'm saying, first of all, realize there's no rules. Like the rules don't really exist. I mean, that you will suffer consequences if you go and murder someone. Like there are certain rules that are, you know, there for some reason, but like I'm saying, things can be bent and things can be broken. Obviously you need to use your own shikul, like your own like logic to figure out which one's right. But what I'm trying to say is that if you find yourself in a bad place, right? Then, and this happens to a lot of people when they hit rock bottom. When you're on rock bottom and you decide you're not committing suicide, you all of a sudden realize you need to see things from a different perspective to climb out of that hole. Okay, but most that people place. aren't hitting rock bottom. I know people no, that no, have, whole family so, that have. Uh, Go ahead. So I can give so you we'll tricks put, right well, now. Let's say you hit a, a short bottom. You got yeah, laid off because of COVID and right there's still work. I'll give you tricks right now. Right? No more what? You left you're, college and you thought you'd have a job, you know, paying you $60,000 and you're like, shit, I'm in debt. I ain't got nothing. And there's no job. And you sold me some dumbass degree that ends with ISM. In okay. it, and I can't even go bankrupt on my loans because everything's retarded. And you're figuring this out and you're 24, right? And you're, so and you're waiting so, the April, number, so not anymore. Again, like, creativity, so, one of the definitions of creativity is that it needs to be, it's unique, right? This is something I explained to my, like uh, I have a friend who said, Jonathan, I love what you do. You're so creative. I want to make this into a machine that everyone can get creative that you do. And I said, that's impossible. Because the moment everyone, there's no creative, there are creative ways to tie your shoes, but the way that everyone ties their shoes is not creative, right? So like if everyone ties their shoes the same way, it's not done right, in a creative right. way. 
But if I Correct. do it in a unique way, then it's considered creative, right? So, so the main thing that you want to do is you want to get to a unique perspective, right? A unique perspective is a creative perspective. It's the opportunity to do something creative with it. But first, you need to get to a unique perspective. So if you find yourself in any place in life, even if it's a difficult, small thing, like you can't get your kids to go to bed on time, right? Which is not the thing that's going to break you, right? Finding a creative, another perspective on how to do it is, is going to help you lead to creative, uh, a creative like uh, solution, all right? So for example, one of the main things you can do, and this is playing in your head, don't jump to applying it right away, is take whatever you're doing and think what would be the opposite of that. Right. I love that. So I yell like, I if I'm that. telling my kids to go to bed on time and I'm yelling at them and yelling at them and yelling at them and it's not working. Let's do the opposite. Let's not tell them. Let's not tell them. Let's not yell. Is, yeah, you can stay up and burn out. Right. Like yeah, this. burn out. Exactly. It, Find yourself like when on the floor, kids to smoke, give them a cigarette and let them choke. Yeah, and then like, they've kind of get it. Right. There's like an the opposite con- approach. Yeah. So first of all, you have the opposite approach, right? Which is the first thing you should jump to and say, okay, what is the opposite approach? Then you say, okay, that might be too drastic. So now you start going, I think of it as a circle, right? So you're here and you do the opposite approach. Every point of that thing, like a clock, every single hour between those is a perspective that's closer to the one that you have that you were doing before, but in a different, in a different uh, angle, right? So you might take it and say, okay, so I'm now not going to tell him anything. And if he falls asleep on the floor, I'm going to let him sleep there. He'll learn his lesson. And that's the end, right? And then you say, okay, that's a little extreme for me. I can't necessarily let the kids sleep on the floor. Someone's going to call the police, right? That's what my dad usually says to me when I tell him a creative idea of what I think I'm going to do with my kids. And so, so then you move one angle, like a little bit, a little bit less. I see a theme okay. here, by the way. <laughs> what did I tell my dad this thing? No, my dad, my dad's been saying this for years. You know, like I used to, I used to look at moms who'd look at their kids and be like, you, "I'm going to," yeah, you know, just like he would look. People would look at their kids and be like, "I'm going to eat you up." And I would, I would say it'd be really funny to see if you could take that, how far you could take that. So I'd sit in a crowd of people. I'd be like, I want to eat you up. I want to take your meat. I want to fry it in a little bit of butter. And then I want to put it in a pit. And I'd really go as far as possible and see until people started staring at me. And my dad would be like, they're going to take your kid away. You know that, right? They're going to take your kid away. Um, anyways, so yeah, again, so the perspective thing also, this works also in life, also with marketing, also with your business, right? There's always taking the right. situation that you're doing right now, if it's not working, thinking, what if I do the opposite? And those are the people that we appreciate the most, by the way. The companies yeah. that we look but, at and we really appreciate the ones who did the exact opposite and won uh, it. And, but, and it. But it's more than that too, because I'll give you an example, right? People talk a lot about uh, scale, especially in marketing, um, and which is great. And we all want to get to scale. But sometimes that's the wrong approach. Sometimes you need that one-on-one, one-on-one, on one-on-one right <laughs> approach it's speaking to all your customers one by one or things like that or all your prospects and getting them on and that's another way to make like a, a network of people that would support your business as opposed to trying to get to the scale so maybe it's the opposite i actually don't see it as like a semicircle i see more of actually a shoehorn uh horseshoe because it kind of comes around the opposite is actually much closer to what you're trying to go for but it's separated right I kind of see a little bit more like that. We have a couple of good comments I want to bring up. Uh, Adva from LinkedIn said, oh, shoot, back to your riddle. She said, if it was a father and a daughter, she said it would have been, it might be, it might, it might have also more likely to thought it's a woman, but it does make you think outside the box. We have a really good comment here from Aton from what you were just saying. Um, Aton said uh, he had an amazing experience working with his autistic brother. He's obsessed with patterns and gets upset if things don't go a certain way. He might just be human. Uh, to break him out of his mental loop, I had him count backwards with me a few times. And help him transition out. 
So uh, sometimes, by the way, it kind of reminds me when uh, people panic, um, like uh, or my daughter sometimes when she gets like, which is like we just do breathing exercises, kind of like you think like you need to keep up with like this, or like when uh, what is it when you're when you're when you're drowning, like you shouldn't, or like there's like actually panic will make you drown, kind of thing. You know, there's certain things. Pretty like much what I say to my kid when they get lost in the mall. I'm like, right, if you're right, gonna panic, don't, you're just gonna. That's it. Don't right, or you get lost in the woods. They say, stay where you are. If someone knows you went to the woods, they'll send a rescue team. You you trying to find your way out is going to get you more lost and they're not going to find you. Yeah. But if you stay put, they'll find you because they'll cover. It's just so, right? It's kind of like sometimes just do the opposite, right? Uh, but And there's a lot of wisdom now. What's the opposite? Don't go to university. I think going to, going to college is a complete scam. Uh, you know what I mean? Just, just don't do no, it. No, but you do don't. know that it's somewhere, it's somewhere in the middle. It's not saying do, college is maybe the wrong thing, but you wouldn't turn around and say like, if I even turn to my kids also, which I don't have any degree at all, all the things that I do, I, I mean, I learned graphic design for a while, but it was like an engineering degree and I didn't even finish it. That wasn't the thing. I learned everything I needed to do to be able to co- become a graphic designer if I wanted to, but it just wasn't the right direction for me. Um, but like that, I would turn around and say, don't do the opposite. Say, I'm not going to learn anything. Right. If college is where you go to learn, but it costs a lot of money and it's saying to you that it's going to give you a job. But that's not the the two things that you're that's not real. There is it's not going to get you a job and it costs a lot of money. But you still want the education. That's important. Go and educate yourself. Go find places to educate yourself. Go and and educate yourself from life if you need to. But right. That's the important. People don't know that. People are too young. They have no experience. The, The truth is you should go to college. You can party. (laughs) that's the reason right? it's a hell of an expensive party but it's fun as hell yeah but other than that right, really you'll pick up more skills you'll learn a lot more more and hang out on youtube or watch or learn you know consume content from you and i you'll learn a lot more than yeah, you will. Also, and besides uh, what you learn in school become is again, no longer by the relevant. Way, and people just want to pass so they can get the job they don't even care to learn i'm starting from personal experience like great grades no, they find it's like it's just kind of like oh well they just said just you know get good grades and you know that and you got good grades and then graduate december 2008 and the financial system collapsed and studied in finance and and obama just elected is going to radically re- regulate the the banks and i was like oh that was like my fuck up moment i'm like oh shit things aren't turning out as expected but of course you know so i came to israel studied a little when hiking but then what did i do i became dumb and i was like i'm going to be more prepared out of this recession i'm going to get my mba so I didn't do the I, – I started to the opposite, and then I was like, what am I going to do? I eventually got to get my shit together. And, and a lot of people see it as a way of buying time to kind of still be a child, still party a little bit before you have to go and, you know, go to bed at normal time to wake up and go to work. I guess that's to do with you, to if do your parents are paying for it or not, right? <laughs> if you're, if you're paying for it, then it's not that much off. party. I just finished paying off. But you don't under, when you're young, not for your MBA, but for your under guy, you don't understand what that means. You're signing these dumb things when you're 16, and you can't even go bankrupt yeah. on them. At least in America. Here, I mean, most degrees are absolutely useless. Go get a job. No, but I, again, yeah, my, my wife has a master's, and I promise you she didn't need to get it. Like, to be where she is today oh. and to be doing what she does yeah. now, she, she didn't need to do it, and she's doing fantastic, you know? Right. Um, oh, but just something to know, like, right, so when we went to school, there was no YouTube. There was no Udemy. There was no a lot of things. I just, like, you know. No, but you don't even need that. To be ago. honest, you don't even need that. Like, again, Correct. just go get a job. Like, go meet people. Right, right, go right. do just stuff. Go McDonald's. Just go to just go to McDonald's. Work there if you want to get a managerial position. You learn, and then take that, and then go work. Then go, you can go from anywhere from there. No, but you want to. The truth is, is like whatever money you were about to put into college, you can take that and put it into working for free for a couple of years. Let's be honest. The world. 
and do freelance work and learn things. Yeah, that no, way. listen, also, listen, back in the day, back in the day, my dad realized that I was dyslexic and it was going to be hard for me to get into the job market. And he knew that my brother was going to be fucking awesome. He got into Deloitte. Like he's a, he's a, a past Deloitteian. He's a freaking strategist. He's amazing. Everything's great with him. But he wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to get screwed. So what did he do? He took me from around 14 years old or even earlier. Yeah, around 14. And anything I was interested in, he volunteered me for free to work there. So if I liked computers, I worked in a computer lab for free for a year. And he turned around to them and said, listen, my son liked computer, let him work here for free. I expect a letter of recommendation in the end. Great. I came to the army when I volunteered to the army because of diabetes. I came with a, with a booklet filled with letters of recommendation from different companies and different uh, like industries. And they were like, what the hell is this? I was like, I had recommendations from camps that I worked in. I worked in uh, computer labs. I taught a course in Access. I don't even remember how, I don't even know how I use it anymore. Access, Microsoft. Um, I taught, uh, like I, was, I, was, I worked as, um, as a graphic designer when I was 15 in a studio in Jerusalem. I did all this stuff by the time I got there. They were like, what is this? Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> what do we do with this? Um, but there, you could go and just do stuff. Like I tell people today, like even my wife's brother turns around to me and he goes, I wanna deal with history. I love his learning history and I wanna do something that has to do with history. And I was like, wow, I'm so sorry, right? But at the same time, I was like, all right, fine. What's the jobs that you can get that have to do with history? And he's like, ah, historian, I'm like- YouTuber. Yeah, if you have a good personality, you can teach anything. If if you're That's interesting, true. you can make you can do anything now. Anything that you used to never make, it's a shame. You like philosophy. I mean, I I consume so much philosophy because of YouTube now, and you can make a channel, right? I mean, you have modern. Yeah, but let's before. remember. Let's remember that he doesn't. Ha he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. No, but he doesn't have that. Like you know, he's not. Yeah, but at the same time, what I told him was, I was like, go online, find like historians connect with them, contact them. And then of course, the number one rule everyone knows is to play into the ego situation, right? Where you contact someone, you go, hi, I saw what you do. I think it's incredible. I want to do what you do one day. Do you mind if I meet you for coffee and just talk to you and get some advice about how can I start my journey to becoming like you? That person is turning around going, oh, I'll let him meet me. You know, like they're all like that. Everyone has that. Ego I don't, thing I don't think really people, do. I think you're wrong. I think people do that because successful people really like to help people that want to, that are want to get ahead and willing to listen. To them. I love helping people. I don't think it's an ego it thing. Because no, no, so I many people at the right time and anyone that's willing to reach out, right, that wants to help themselves, I want to help people, right? I, it's genuine. And most successful people, I think they, they feel the same way. They want okay, to say all so, the great things that I have. I want other people to have them too, right? So that's half so and half. I'll tell you why this half and half. I'll prove it to you. So one, I'm not saying that that's not true. I love helping people, but at the other half, when someone comes up to me and goes, Jonathan, you're incredible. I heard the podcast that you did when you talked about graphic design and the future and, and what graphic designers should be doing. I thought it was amazing. You mean amazing it, it, wasn't about taking, it, wasn't the pot, it wasn't the one about you know uh, taking like weird experiences and turning into creativity? Wasn't that one? Uh, no, not yet. That one's, that, that, a lot of people are going to approach one. because of that one. But that, yeah, no, I'm but sure. you know what my brother, my brother said well, to me. I was like, making an ego play to myself to make a point. But anyway. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, no, my brother, my brother said this to me a while ago. He knows, like, he was learning psychology in IDC uh, when he was doing his bachelor, and he said, you know, that a lot of the reason that people give charity is not because they want to help people, but because they like to look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm that guy who gives charity, right? For and sure. the truth is, the is that there's, yeah, it, it's a shitty thing because then everyone goes, oh, I want to be that shitty? guy, so I don't give charity. But why? That's not What's it. wrong with that? No, what no, the exactly. Wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. 
There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying that's the ego side. That's the side of it. Like we're doing it for no, two ego, reasons. Ego's not bad, man. I, I ego gets such a bad rap. Okay, you you do something like if you want to love someone, you have to do things for them, and you end up loving them in a sense, right? That's just the way it is. Like if you you should feel we want it to be that we feel good about ourselves when we give. We feel richer when we give to someone else. We oh we have money that we can separate with and. And actually, we can separate with it, and someone else needs it more, and it's going to have a better, uh, more a better effect. And we should feel good. If we don't, then we're not going to do it. And even if someone's a hundred percent selfish, altruistic, they just want their name on the building, but they gave money to get that name in the building, and it's saving a lot of children. You know, at a hospital. Yeah. What do I care? I think hey, there's nothing wrong. I think I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just, saying, self I'm just saying that I, I a, personally, you know, uh, maybe it's the old school Ayn Rand inside of me. Uh, but I think the old, I, I think doing things in your own, you know, I think feeding into your ego, you can do a lot more good. Uh, I know we're I'm kind fine of with it. Topic. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, no, I'm just saying that it's very important to recognize that that's something that's happening, right? <laughs> like, I think that that's, that's part of the stuff that I love doing that helps me understand how to market to people and make people take action is because I make sure that I understand that if I'm asking people to give charity, I'm actually playing into their ego. And then I know that if I'm helping a charitable organization to what's make, to, to raise funds, I want to make sure those egos are being pumped up as much as possible when they're giving us something. So that's how I'm going to make sure they get more charity. You understand? Once I understand mm -hmm. that that's part of the process, then I understand what I need to do to make sure I'm going to get more money from these people. Right? Again, well, that's just you're, using, you're using ego as a tool, what you're saying. You're taking the Yeah, of course. I'm saying, no, I'm saying understanding that lets you use it as a tool. That's what I'm saying. Right. Well, everything's like emotional. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like the story you gave about the dad and the son and then you know, the surgeon thing i mean it's the same you're 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 knowing how well how people naturally are wired and thinking and yeah exactly think but you need to analyze that all the creative. time right 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 do you think people maybe do you think self-reflection and self-deprecation and by the way we should talk about comedians because they're really creative oh, i love it many of them have a fucked up background right so um do, do you think like self self-deprecation and like being able to self-reflection makes you more creative Definitely. But it also, it's, it's about how far you can go. Like, again, it's what, so a lot of people tell me that I should go up and do comedy because I, I can, I can sit in front of a crowd full of Why? people I never met before. And I, I can kill. I can slay. <laughs> I'm a I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm just, just not I know you just never, I never, I know it's my humor. is just, just like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but but I'm saying like, really, like I, I've been told that a lot. And the reason why I'm, I'm capable of doing that is because I do, uh, let's just put it like this. Every therapist I've ever gone to has hated me a little bit. <laughs> and every couple's therapy session I've ever done with my wife when we're like having our kids or whatever, and it's like, oh my God, how are we going to live through this? They also, I think, hate me a little bit because I'm so open. I mean, there's no right. work to be done in the sense of like getting me to open up and express my feelings. I'm open. I express my feelings. I analyze my feelings. I understand what I'm doing, why I'm feeling things and what's going on. I do so much self-talk and internal like uh, processing with myself. But it makes it very easy for them, or, or it annoys them in some way that I'm I'm already there, and the other people in the other room are like, you know, I'm like my wife needs to learn how to talk more than me. Anyway, so so uh, the same thing happens like with the comedian stuff. When you go through these processes with yourself, when you ask yourself questions after question after question after question, all of a sudden things become really hilarious, and they become like abruptly obvious to you. And when you say them out loud, there's a huge shock value with people where they go, "Oh my god, I've been feeling that my whole life, and I never put it into words." And it just ends up making them explode from laughter, right? So yeah, it's definitely, that's that's the thing. And also like, it's not just, 
It's also this, I don't know if this happens to you, but it definitely happens to me with my video content. I record my content. I stand in front of the camera for about five minutes. My video is about two minutes, right? I'll do it twice or three times because I'll, I'll say it one time just to say everything I need to say. And then I'll reframe it and I'll find a more interesting way to t twist it or work faster and work better by the second time I right. say it. So there's a lot of times where I start with the, like, I, I did a thing. Oh, this is really cool. You like this. Ready? A long time ago, my mom, because of the whole dementia and Alzheimer thing, I saw that um, I had this idea. Uh, like on her birthday, I every year, like you turn around, you think about the fact your your mom has this disease, and you're like, oh crap, this kind of sucks, blah blah blah. So I decided to go and approach on Instagram stories to talk about it. So I went on talking and talking about it on Instagram stories, and what I said was like, I said the whole thing first, and I deleted the content, and I said, okay, I know how I'm going to frame this. So instead of saying my mom suffers from dementia and da, 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 this is what happened, I said to them, guys, do you know how awesome Instagram stories are? Like how much we love sharing content with people and how awesome it is to be able to share small parts of our lives with people. And, and the coolest thing is it deletes in 24 hours, right? <laughs> That's a good card, yeah. Imagine, yeah, imagine that it, it didn't, it deleted for 24 hours, but not only from your Instagram, but from your memory. Imagine everything you had was 24 hours before it was gone. Now it's a lot less cool, right? It's a lot more scary. And I said, that's what dementia is. And my mom has been suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's since she was 46. And it's been really horrific. And I just, it's, I think it was, and I said, like, I, I feel like this should be a campaign. I actually did a video where I said, I tagged Seth Rogen because I know his, he does like a charity event. He does a hilarity for charity, which is a, a yeah. whole event all dedicated to getting money for that. Um, I tagged him and I said, I think that we should try to do some sort of a campaign with Instagram where on the official day for Alzheimer, uh, people can donate one of their stories, delete one memory of that day and switch it with an ad for, uh, for Alzheimer to donate money. You can swipe up and donate money. I thought that would be a really cool campaign to do. And it was all because of how I framed it and how I did it. Seth Rogen actually heard of this. His, like his group, the people in charge of Hilarity for Charity. And they actually approached uh, an Israeli company that I was in, in, involved with, uh, Milabev, which is like one of these like uh, company, like uh, organizations for Alzheimer. And they said, we wanna meet this guy. When we come back to Israel, we wanna meet him and see how we might be able to make this campaign happen, which was really cool. Wait, Seth Rogen came to Israel, really? No, no, Seth Rogen didn't come to Israel, but the people from his Hilarity for Charity came. Here is and I was like, and I was like, come on, let's make this happen. And it, I don't know, nothing, nothing really happened with it in the end, but it was super cool to think that like, I framed it in the right way, I put it out there, and all of a sudden these people actually heard of it from the other side of the world. The people but they did nothing. The I don't know what they're doing they're with like it. The people, you Again, apply for an does, interview, but here, this is like their life mission I have statement. to send him no. flowers. Screw <laughs> 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 him. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought like I thought yeah, you know, there's, there's an like, irony with a Hollywood's biggest stoner is working on like yeah, uh, right on, on people forgetting their their memories. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, literally like, the biggest idiot, the biggest stoner in Hollywood. No, I had a thing where I said like I wouldn't accept any money, but I just want to get high with Seth Rogen. Like that would be really fun. But also, I thought to myself, but well, what if he's a really like a downer? Like he's the kind of guy who talks yeah, about depressing could... shit during it, and then you're just right. like, oh, this is We're... the worst high I've ever had. I want to talk that would anymore, really right? bum me out. But still, that would be an amazing story to have, to be like, oh, I spoke to Seth Rogen. No, just, yeah. We, oh, and, we and just cried and hugged for 20 minutes. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's how it was. The, like, 
anyways um all right i don't know if we can keep talking if people are going to still listen to us or if people have already left it's their problem. How things going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our home now. Yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. So, uh, so to to finally, like, just let's, let's wrap things up. If someone has any questions or comments, now's the time um, to wrap things up. Like, so really, what we should be doing is we should be taking at unique situations and kind of thinking of what we can do the opposite or how we can kind of. Where I think a big important thing is the word uh, framing. I think if you can take a story that you want, but if you frame it from a different perspective or you swap out different uh, props or characters, I think you can actually kind of get people to see things differently and it's actually an easy way to be creative. Um, so, so that's kind of what I've learned. Um, and sometimes just the, a simple way of framing, I mean, you say, right, you talk to someone's ego, speak from their perspective, not yours. Um, you know uh, your your example of the the manager uh, with a, was your brother. You know you know he, he assumed the manager was a man. You know what I mean, um, and all that when uh, it wasn't a woman. Um, so th these are all great. You know, these are all great. Uh, these are all great stories. I think there are all great ways that you can be creative. So for those people out there. If those people out there, you know, if you're thinking about if you have any negative experiences or you find yourself kind of like uh, hitting like a little bit of a low or not understanding what's going on or you feel like you did everything right and things aren't turning out so wrong, uh, things aren't turning out right, uh, like you were told or like you were promised, um, I think you should go and you should try and take the opposite approach. And if you wanted something, if you want to make something yours, I think you should go and do it, grab it, but don't do it like other people break the rules do things that people would think you're weird you're strange you're crazy why would you do that who things that are like why would you put so much effort or so much time so much thought if we do it that way i think they'd be really surprised uh, uh they'd be surprised with how far they get uh yeah also just thinking about that is what well, you just working. said right now is yeah, basically right. everyone everyone wants to be unique but everyone's afraid of being the odd man out it's like a very That's weird so thing to have like you want to be it's unique, so you don't want to be the same as like everyone else, but then you're not willing to put on the pink shoes and walk into the room and have everyone go, whoa, what the hell happened there? Yeah, I, I was the first person to like own Crocs and they were bright orange. This is like 20 years ago. <laughs> so you took the chance. It, 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 it failed. I didn't think of it as a chance. I was like, this is out there. I think I was on like mushrooms in like Israel or something and I bought them. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, so it's interesting. So like my 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 wife is extremely creative, very artistic, which is especially photography areas. But she doesn't like to stick out. She's like she wants to blend. You know, she's scared to put herself out there. Yeah, now I'm the opposite. But that's I'm the like, thing. Don't I'm be scared. Else, but that, uh, that's human nature. So go against human nature. Like I really don't care what people think or say. Anything that's a lot to do with my success, right? I mean, I'm yeah, extremely. I, I, I don't. I think that, but that's actually a thing. So right there, there's that's that's for for the end of this. I'd like to like address that for a second. So she's she's feeling afraid of something, right? She's doing great. She's doing creative. She has all that. She has all the the tools to be doing fantastic right. stuff, but she's afraid to put herself out there, right? So mm -hmm. the real question is: is first of all, what is the goal you want to do with this? Do you want to achieve anything with this? Is it just it's just something that makes you feel happy? If it's something you want to achieve bigger than just you being happy then you need to start turning around and saying, okay, I need to change my perspective. And maybe in the beginning, it's not, I'm going to go full out and do an exhibition, right? Maybe you're posting your, your content up anonymously. Maybe you're making a fake name and you, you make an Instagram account and you start putting your stuff out there and start getting people to attract it. Maybe you're taking a different approach, but something that's a little closer to something you feel comfortable with, right? But slowly but surely, 
you know, you'll get you'll get out of that comfort zone and then you'll have to be able to do those things that are very wild and very cool. Right. And that will be do totally breaking it down. I don't think that if you wanted to become a famous photographer right now, I don't think you should try to get into a, a show. I don't think that's where you need to go. I don't think you need to go to Instagram either. I think right. everyone's on Instagram. So you need to turn around and say, okay, what's the opposite of what I need to be doing? By the I way, mean, just, 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 just take photos of ridiculous things and people think. Okay, you know, I just I just sent this. I just sent this to someone the other day, uh, a comedian who made his whole career off of making a uh, Pornhub. He made an account on Pornhub. That's his, that's his comedian standup thing. I'll, I'll show this to you at one point or ruin your internet browser. He doesn't. He made a he comedian account on Pornhub. Titles. Yeah. He makes funny, funny titles that sound like they're going to be horrific. You get in there and it's just like, he, goes, he had one, uh, it's called Blacked. Uh, just me with two big black guys hanging out or something like that. And then literally it was just him on the couch with two big black guys on the side of him eating potato chips. That was it. And it was so funny. He's been verified on, on Pornhub. Like they find him to be hilarious. He's already has a whole career based off of this thing. People love That's him. Funny. He's become really famous because he took it and went very freaking weird with it. He went really off the map. Mm -hmm. And right. that's what makes him unique. Right. By the way, everyone, yeah. I mean, everyone, right. Oh, one more thing um, is don't stay in your lane um is one thing like that i've learned if you think you studied this you need to do that i think it's really good to like shift careers or oh, like definitely. shift what you're doing like regularly uh if you want to stay relevant and all that um <laughs> i want to end this comment i think it's really i think it, it kind of sums things up yaro thank you for your time today rules that are man-made can be broken i'd like to add rules that are man-made aren't rules you just think the rules yeah I think that, that, that that's my opinion um where can people follow you LinkedIn. My Instagram is very just like me with my kids and doing weird stuff. You can check that out too. But like generally my, my, my LinkedIn is the main place where you'll see content. I'll be all there all the time. Whoever want to talk, chat up or whatever, happy to. Um, I'm more of a video person. I jump on a call or jump on a video immediately. I'm not going to chat for like six years. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. That's uh, childish adulthood. That's my name. I think, on, I, think, I think it kind of thumbs up our conversation. Yeah. Childish adulthood. <laughs> childish, that's childish pretty adulthood. much it. I think I did that. And my dad was like spot on. Like, I was like, thanks, dad. Is, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, mostly you, again, follow me wherever you want. Like, again, I have it all. I'm even on TikTok. Awesome. No, not anymore. Even on, like, God forbid. But uh, yeah, awesome. God forbid. But I mean, uh, it, if anyone has any questions, you feel free to reach out to Jonathan or you can reach out to me uh, or on LinkedIn. Um, and thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And go ahead, break the rules, make up your own rules, do whatever the hell you want, and uh, be creative. Thanks, everyone, for joining. That's right.